0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by La Petite Creme. La Petite Creme means to me trying to be French.
1: I know. You said that very well. It's yeah. so fun.
0: <laughs> La Petite Creme, diapering lotion, shields the skin from irritants 24-7 just by cleaning with it at diaper changing time. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Scrumptious Baby Cream is a multi-purpose protective barrier cream to keep skin smooth and soft. And we will hear more from our sponsors later. Uh, But um, you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. And if you need anything, see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address. And... We will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And I would also like to say that we have new podcast merchandise.
1: Oh, my God. It's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so fun.
0: Yeah. It's new. It's, um, it, ha- it hasn't really even been advertised yet. But... Um, I got my shirt well, yesterday, by the way. Oh, did you? Okay. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. So I got my shirts a couple days ago and we're still doing like, I'm going to, we're going to get all of the photos together and we're going to do like a big, you know, introduction on social media, but you guys are hearing it here first and we can add the link because it's there, you know, the stuff is there. We'll add the link in the show notes um, and also look out for pictures of the stuff on uh, the badass breastfeeder and Diane Cassidy. If you are, <laughs> that one is Diane Cassidy Consulting, right? Yeah. If you are somebody who enjoys sarcasm, then this oh, yeah. <laughs> might be for you. <laughs> I, so <laughs> I think that's probably why they listen. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and speaking of sarcasm, I have the review of the week. Oh, cool. Which? I'm glad it's sarcastic. It, it probably is. Um, it is from... I'm not even going to say, well, I probably, I don't know who it's from, but what it, the, this came in this week. Usually I go, kind of look through, you know, older ones, but um, this one came in this week and I just thought, you know what? I think we should address this. And the title is, I don't know, which might end up being a t-shirt one day. But <laughs> I don't know. It says, if every baby is different and you just feed relying on intuition and baby cues, what do you need a lactation consultant for? Just for questions? And that was that was it. That was the whole review. So I don't know if this person is being sarcastic or if they're really wondering, like, why would I need a lactation consultant? Because I, you know what, that's a very valid question. Right. That's a very valid question. You know, a lot of times when people are having their first baby, um, I know I've done a million breastfeeding classes and sometimes people are like, I didn't even know that was a lactation consultant was a thing oh, until I, I had a baby. You know, like yeah. it just people just don't even know that this is like a job. Like we're out there, right. you know, to support families. So that's a very valid question um, if it was, you know, hopefully it was legit, but we're going to answer it like it was legit. And it is really important. Like teaching consultants are really important. And I'm just not just saying that because it's my job, but we do more than just like, yes, we do encourage people to um, follow your baby's instincts and, you know, feed on demand and every baby does do something different. But yes, we answer a lot of questions, but we also support a lot of problems, you know painful latch, babies not gaining well, early babies, sick babies, um you know, just there's so much stuff, oral restrictions, and you know just there's so much stuff that we do that people don't even realize pumping, pumping support, and return to work support, and you know just teething and weaning, and there's so much there's so much stuff that we do with families. it's not just about like, oh yeah, why are you really here, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, certainly we encourage everybody to listen to their intuition and listen to your gut and your gut is always right. And that's true. You know, when your pediatrician is telling you, well, you know, your baby is six months now and your breast milk has no more nutritional value in it. um, It's time to switch to cow's milk or formula or something. And you know, when that's, when something sounds wrong, <laughs> when it sounds like it doesn't really make any sense, you know, you listen to that in your, in your feelings, you know, you listen to that feeling and go, I don't know, maybe we can get a second opinion on that because that doesn't really sound right. Um, and w- we live in a culture where breastfeeding is not normal. It's not supported. And it, people, I mean, the breastfeeding rates don't really support not having lactation consultants. It's mm-hmm. not like everybody is breastfeeding successfully and reaching their goals and um, there's no need. You know, I imagine in cultures where breastfeeding is normalized and, you know, there's, um, you know, the elder generations support the families and teach the breastfeeding. And, you know, I I imagine that there aren't lactation consultants there. Right. But this, this sure is not that place. You know, most people most people what what is it like 90% of people start off breastfeeding yeah And high. by 3 months what does it drop a lot and by it, 6 months it's almost nothing yeah it chips so, the away pretty quick you know this is this is why we need lactation consultants because people have breastfeeding goals that they're not reaching yeah and they don't have the information that they need in order to work through the problems that inevitably people have.
1: And I think sometimes, you know, people build a, they develop a bond
0: with, with other,
1: you know, with certain people. And sometimes they will go to their lactation person with questions. You know, I, in fact, I just had that happen. You brought up the thing about the, you know, your baby turns a certain age and and pediatricians are like, Oh, your breast milk really is a, like, that just happened. I don't know, a week or two ago where a, a mom that I've been working with for a year, her baby turned a year, and he, she went to her pediatrician for the year appointment and talked about, you know, she did say that the baby was still breastfeeding and, you know, a couple times a day or whatever, and at night or before bed or whatever the situation is. And he said, Well, at this point, it's, you know, there's no nutrition there. So you really don't have to. It's like, and she, you know, texted me and she's like, This is what my pediatrician said. And I'm like, No. <laughs> that is not the case. So it, do, like it does come up. And if you're somebody who's like, how can anybody really say that? Like if you've never come across that and you're kind of like, wow, that really happens. Yeah, it happens every day. Oh, it happens I, I, I every day. So there is a lot of, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about how just rampant the the miscommunication and the misinformation is and the conflicting information is. Yeah. In, in the world of lactation and babies overall, really. Like you hear conflicting information just about anything that's baby related. Right. That's all the true. time. So it just, you know, sometimes you want one person that you can ask your questions to. Um, and you know what? And if that's all I'm good for is to answer some of your questions and I, I've made you feel more confident, then that's it. But a lot of times it is for something more. So yeah. So thank you for writing in and asking such yeah, important like questions.
0: Yeah. We don't question the purpose of any other specialist. No, we don't. No. We would never say, like, why do you need a, you know, Allergist. A or, or yeah. Yeah. maybe we would say, why do we need to do a little bit? Yeah. Why do you need you know, it's like I don't know. I I mean I see breastfeeding as kind of the basis of all things baby related. Yeah. You so know, I. it's it connects to absolutely everything. And that's, you know, we've talked about that too with um The Like James McKenna writes, you know, a lot of literature about how breastfeeding is really the basis for absolutely everything. And so it's, you know, I wish we could step away from just seeing it as like one thing that's separate from all the other things that we're dealing with with our baby. Yeah. And see it as like the foundation. Because it is. It's how we feed our kids. It's how they're being nurtured from the moment they come out of the womb. Yeah. And that's and it's and it's like that that's how they start life. Yeah, so we're important.
1: I might be the only <laughs> one that thinks that, but and of course that came in on a day where
0: I was feeling not so important. So I was like,
1: why am I doing this job anyway? You know, like I was you know, one of
0: and those you've things. helped so many people reach their breastfeeding goals and that is <sighs> that's what you do.
1: But today we're going to talk about the formula shortage because
0: this is a big deal everybody. Speaking of misinformation, Oh. and reaching goals and yeah.
1: And there's like, there's a lot. At first we were like, oh my gosh, should we talk about that? Absolutely. You know, I think it's a really important thing to talk about. But one of the driving forces of this episode, I have more driving forces now that we have, I've like looked into it a little bit more, but <laughs> one of the driving forces was just the misinformation that's going around on social media and really encouraging people to make their own formula or. um Start cow's milk at six months or, you know, because that formula is so hard to find. And it's as much as we are like, oh, my gosh, this is a horrible. I can't even imagine being a parent right now and struggling to figure out how you're going to feed your baby if you're a formula feeder, because what do you do? You know, what do you do? And this is just really insane. Um, I've had a few people, like I've done a couple of prenatals in the last week where they're like, well, you know, with the formula shortage, I'm really nervous about that. And what if breastfeeding doesn't work? You know, I mean, they're pregnant. They're doing like a month and they're like, oh, my God. Like this layer yeah. adds a whole nother layer of stress right. to what you do. And this is just like, we, you, you guys, you can't make your own formula. Please don't do that. Please don't give goat smoke.
0: No, and there's a big thing going around that I've seen a few times now is that like, yeah, there's a post that's like says that goat's milk is just as good and that you can substitute that. And and absolutely not. Mm -mm. It is absolutely not true. It does not have the nutrients that breast milk or formula has that your baby needs. And you cannot do that. No, you you just you can't. I had somebody recently that.
1: Texted me, her baby's like eight months and she's like, can I start whole milk? It's really hard to find. I'm like, you really can't. Like, you just can't. It doesn't, it doesn't support infant growth at this point. Um, and it can be dangerous. I mean, it could cause allergies. It could, you know, like there's all this stuff that there's a reason why they say don't do it until a year. Like they don't just like make that stuff up. There's, there's a reason why. They make a lot of stuff up. They do but. make a lot of stuff up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but but. So it's Exactly why it's so hard to know what you are <laughs> yeah. supposed to do. <laughs>
1: but that is kind of legit. Like they really don't want you starting that yeah, early. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things that I've seen too, that makes me really sad is people really just arguing over the breastfeeding piece. And people because then you've got people saying well you know you should have breastfed and then people saying well you know fuck those people and i didn't breastfeed because i couldn't and there's no you know like so don't say i should have and blah 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 and it's like we shouldn't be pitting against each other right now we should really be coming together and trying to help each other out as a society
0: it shouldn't stop be about criticizing and bring your breast milk and give it over Right, that's
1: the other thing. You can also donate milk. Um, I have this seen a lot why of posts. I'm here today. Yeah, that be the I have seen a lot of posts about, you know, I have milk if anybody wants it. Because let's talk about how safe that actually is. Because people are really scared of that, and it's absolutely one hundred percent way safer than making your own formula or goat's milk or starting whole milk too soon. Um, it is really okay to do that if somebody's offering you breast milk and you feel like oh my God, I can't find formula that I need. I, don't, I only have enough to get me through tomorrow. Please take somebody up on that. And then Abby yeah, can talk and about that you know, that It's like, yeah. why
0: this is a breastfeeding podcast. Why are we talking about formula? Well, let's face it. I don't know who here is listening that didn't ever have a little bit of formula kept in the closet just in case it didn't work out. Just right. in or, case something. Or had
1: to use it at some point. Maybe you were right. getting out of the hospital, whatever. Like we... We all did. We did it. I did,
0: you know, just like just like the um, pregnant person you were talking about. Um, you know, there's a lot of we're living in a culture where we are really dependent on formula. We are there. Are, you know, we don't have solid breastfeeding support. We have people that are dependent. And even if they are breastfeeding, formula is a backup in the back of your mind. Right. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. well, if this doesn't work. Like, I know that my baby's not going to starve or whatever, you know, it's like, always. it's in the back of your, at least it was in the back of my mind in the beginning. I mean, I started with formula with Jack. So we, he was getting that from the beginning. But then even when we, we stopped, it took me a while to take it out of the house Mm -hmm. because I was just like, well, what if, what if I fail? What if I, what if it doesn't work? What if something happens? And so this is like really goes beyond, you know, just like who's using formula and who's not. I mean, this is something that's rippled. We've created a situation. Capitalism. You didn't think you were going to get away with this episode without me bringing
1: <laughs> well, it well, up. The majority of of this problem is capitalism. So it's, it it's, is the basis
0: yeah. of the problem yeah. is capitalism. And you you can't have something that is uh you know for profit i can't remember what i was going to say now what well, i'll just say this you can't have something that is for profit be a reliable uh source of food for for babies or anything it's profit driven it's not assistance driven it's not support driven it is profit driven and because of this because of how normalized and how how much they've been able to profit off of, you know, failed breastfeeding relationships and all of that and the normalizing of formula and stuff. We have created a need. Mm-hmm. There are people now who are completely dependent on formula. And now they can't find it. How scary is I mean, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. That is insane. I actually, the other day asked me, he was like, why? He said, why do we have to pay to eat? It's not a bad question, actually. I know. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't eat. If you don't eat, you need, you need to eat to live, right? right? If you don't eat, you die. But you also need to have money to eat. Right. It's disgusting. It is disgusting that now babies are being put in this. Not now. Have always been put in this situation where we're reliant on these companies. And there's mm-hmm. three, right? I, I was doing all my articles.
1: Yes, so there's, there's
0: three. Not. And the oh, problem with that, one of the big problems with
1: that is that there's three companies for this whole thing. And 98% of the formula that is produced comes from the United States. And that is because our government has set up certain tariffs and all that stuff i'm not gonna pretend to understand economics but yeah. <laughs> they have set up certain guidelines to not allow other countries to help with that right so, so we are kind of it's on us and then and this is why there's a formula shortage so if people oh maybe we should talk should we do our ads first and then we'll get into why what? There's oh my
0: god i know but so when we when i came up with this i was thinking last night i was like um are we going to have enough really to talk about God, There's so <laughs> to much. fill up a whole episode? And then this morning I'm reading a bunch of stuff and I'm like, oh no, it's going to be, we're not going to have enough time in one episode <laughs> to talk about all this. I know. I know. Okay. It. Let's take a break for some capitalism. Yes. our capitalism break. And, our then, capitalism. and then we're going to talk there's about this, why I, there's a
1: formula shortage. Cause yeah. I wasn't even sure. Like some of the stuff that I read today, I was like, oh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but, Yeah. 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 I saw, I, I there was this meme that was like, It was like this funny face, you know, a person looking all like uncomfortable. And it was like my face uh, trying to make it in a capitalist country while also trying to dismantle it or something. (laughs) It was really funny. I was like, oh, I feel that. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by La Petite Creme. Did you know that French moms don't use baby wipes? Yes, even for number two, they use an oil-based lotion that cleans and disinfects like a wipe, but also leaves a thin protective layer behind so that the next pee or poo is not in direct contact with the skin. Humidity, friction, and contact with acidic waste are the main causes of diaper rash in infants. La Petite Creme diapering lotion shields the skin from these triggers 24-7 just by cleaning with it at diaper changing time. Here is your key to a healthy bum. Protecting while you clean, and it's easy to use. Simply apply on a disposable pad or a washcloth and wipe away. Voila, no mess, no cry, no bulky gear. Your baby's bum will thank you for it. La Petite Creme Diapering Care Line is homemade in Florida by founders Cecile and Fanny. Certified USDA organic and contains only six ingredients you can pronounce. Head to La Petite Creme. That's L-A-P-E-T-I-T-E-C-R-E-M-E dot com and use code badass for 20% off of your first purchase. And today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packed, packaged in California, USA scrumptious baby cream is a multi-purpose protective barrier baby cream to keep skin smooth and soft natural zinc provides an environmental defense gentle yet ultra moisturizing for happy skin and a happy baby you won't need to worry about harsh chemicals irritating your baby's skin all of original sprouts products are paraben and phthalate free vegan and cruelty free Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. Made for babies, perfect for grown-ups too. Check out the entire line at Originalsprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off your order. And today's uh, sponsors and the promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So one of the things that I first want to say
1: is that we have listeners all over the world. And I know that this formula shortage is only in the United States. So this might be like, if maybe this is news to you, I don't know, like, i assume that this is all over the world, like that it's, you know, kind of known all over the world, but I could be wrong about that. But um, if you're, you know, if you're listening and if you're in another country and you're listening, then this might be the first time you're kind of hearing about this and hearing about why it's happening. So that's one of the reasons too, that I wanted to talk about like why the formula shortage is happening, why it's, because there's a lot of stuff too on social media that are like, it's all about the government. It's like, yes and no. Um, Yes and no. I mean, yeah, that there is some, some governmental stuff in there too, but that's not all it is. So there's multi reasons. And I think it was just like everything just kind of blew up. Um, but I don't know, like the stuff that you've, we probably found the same type of stuff, but one of the biggest reasons for the formula recall or not recall for the formula shortage is the recall that happened with Similac. That was one of the biggest things because they shut down that, they shut down that facility. Right. So they weren't allowed to make any formula during that time that the you know the investigation through the FDA was going on. So that is that is one of the biggest reasons because they cover like I think they said that Abbott is like I don't know like forty three percent or something of all formula. Mm-hmm. And then you cu- you shut down their production. Yep. Yeah. I mean, where are we yeah. going with that?
0: Right. Well, you have you know we had so we had a pandemic have. A pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And towards the beginning of that pandemic, when, you know, supply lines and stuff were, um, supply chains were being broken down and stuff, there were a couple of like iffy moments of like, you know, like, ooh, formulas, you know, you know, it's not just formula, by the way. This is happening with all kinds of products. You've probably noticed. You go to the store and some shelves are empty.
1: Or they're rationing out what you can buy. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And um. So first we had the pandemic and what happened in towards the beginning of the pandemic was that people started hoarding it. People were hoarding formula like they were hoarding toilet paper. And when you hoard things that messes up the whole first of all it's capitalism. So these companies care about their profit margin, right? Mm-hmm. So when you start hoarding things and this you know what happens then is when the stuff gets returned to the shelves, it's not being bought because people have hoarded it at their house and they're going through their supply. So it's less of it's being bought. And then the prices get all weird. And then the supply chain gets all weird again. Cause then it's like, Oh, now we're producing too much. And, um, and then they, you know, the prices again, they, they skyrocket. I mean, again, what will happen is the companies are just trying to make a profit. So, they will raise the prices whenever they need to making it then inaccessible for many people especially the mostly those most formula most of the people who are reliant on formula are low income families and can't afford the skyrocketing prices right and then you have with this with the um and then when all this is going on then there's a recall yeah right then there's a recall which then Makes it even more, you know, hits even harder because it's not being produced. And then you have all of the, you know, you have the. I think it mostly happened under the Trump administration, yeah. where he trained, he changed all of these trade laws. Yeah, even with Canada, which is a place where apparently we trade a lot of formula, because not you know Canada is like a big threat or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Canadians, Ontario. oh my God! Yeah, you damn Canadians! I know you're listening. I mean- <laughs> You really Which and, me- and that's weird to me. Like
1: I, I literally live an hour and a half from Canada. Like I, that's I could like I could see it yeah. sometimes from where I stand. You know, from not from my house. Like whatever that it
0: was that like, you sound like. Um, I know you that, sound one, like that one. One the lady, was she's that? like, I can see Russia from my right. what?
1: But, you, I know, right? But <laughs> I live right on Lake Ontario, and we, you can like take a boat right over to you know, to Canada, right from off Lake Ontario. And I live right on Lake Ontario. Diane is basically Canadian is what she's saying. Right. I'm basically Canadian. (laughs) But if you're living in like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, mid, not Midwest, but like the Southern or like, you know, Texas or something where it's like Canada, like we do stuff with Canada. It's like, we always do stuff with Canada. Like we're, we're right here. Like this is from where I, so for me to be like, for me to hear like, what? We're cutting off trade with Canada. Like, we go there just yeah, to f- we right. would, we used to go there just for the day. I you know want to go exactly. To Ikea? You sure, let's like, shoot up right. to Toronto and go to right. IKEA. Like it was, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's not
0: a big deal for us to just yeah. Toronto was like you yeah, we've going to Toronto too. Um, so yeah, that's what, and that was you know so so trumped at that, and so now we don't have any way of getting you know it from somewhere else where that could be helpful in a crisis, right? And you have mentioned this before, but a lot of European um, formulas. Meet the American standards of nutrition, but they're banned here because of, you know, capitalism. We don't want to bring a bunch of stuff in from somewhere else because then our companies won't profit. That's right. my spin on it. That's what I think is happening because it is just it's fine. It's not it's it's good formula. It's you know, it meets the standards of nutritional standards and stuff, but um they're not allowed to sell it. They won't. We won't accept it. Right. Um so so I you got all those things. Yeah. You have and these then, three you, three things happening together and yeah. And then
1: the other thing that I was reading about too, which kind of um was kind of near and dear to my heart was they talked a lot about Wick. Oh and yeah, right, right, right. Because Wick and I worked for Wick, so I saw this, you know, I saw this happening all the time, but Wick Wick gets a huge amount of formula.
0: Yeah. You know, they buy they, a that's a
1: huge part of it. So like Wick they, so, and then when there's like a shortage or whatever, like Wick is still getting theirs because they have contracts with these companies. So now you've got like, now Wick is, get, you know, Wick is getting a, a certain, you know, percentage of that. And the other thing with Wick is that when you, if you're a, you know, if you're a Wick family, which Wick is an amazing program, they're, a, it's an amazing program. Like I was more, I was a Wick mom for a while when I was a single mom with my kids and like I was, I was more sad to get off WIC than I was when my kids went to kindergarten. Like that was, I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Like it was such a great program and it was so, so helpful. And that's how like it really does help families with formula. And if it it doesn't provide enough formula for the entire month, but it is, it's because it's a supplemental program, but it doesn't right. afford you enough to like, you know, kind of give you a start and give you a little bit of, you know. But the people that are on WIC, like they're gonna buy that same formula when they go to the store, right? They're going to buy whatever their WIC formula, whatever WIC is giving them, that is what they're going to continue on with most likely.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which so, is why the formula companies want that contract. That's why they want that contract.
1: And a lot of times people think that, just like with the hospitals, people think that, oh, this must be the best formula because I'm getting it from Wick. And it's like, no, it's whoever wins the bid. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. And I remember, that, like me, I used to think that. And I remember the person I worked for at Wick. She was like, "Oh no, it's whoever wins the bid. That's who get like that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. what we give. It's not like the best for. It's like whatever wins the bid, that's what we give out. But they want that so bad because now you're going to just continue buying that formula. So, and then when it when Wick is you know a lot of that formula from these companies is going to WIC. So that's going to be less on the shelves for the regular consumer as well.
0: Now, yeah, there are, and there are things going on. Like I was reading that Biden was trying to change a couple of the things with WIC, like making it so that people could buy other brands, you know, like trying to loosen some of the things to help families get what they, what's available instead of only having just that one option. Oh, that'd be cool. Or some, some, they're working on trying something to try to get like, you know, people now with with um, access to formula that they can find.
1: By the time the government does anything, this is going to resolve of its own volition. I swear to God. Well, yeah, like, it I just... mean it's
0: true, it will. But I mean they've got to do something. They can't just they, this shouldn't. First of all, this shouldn't even be an issue. Uh-uh. Feeding babies should not be wrapped up in capitalism. It should not be done with no. a company. It's insane. It's right. just like, it's just like insurance. Yeah. Formula should be free. Insurance should be free. We should be, we should be able to feed and take care of our health issues. We don't, why? This is insane to me. It's, it's like so sh- disgusting. I just
1: posted a thing on Facebook that I shared from, I think it was from a different lactation um, group. I can't remember even now what Oasis maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look. And it was kind of like, it, it had a picture of, um you know, formula locked up. And it's like, what oh, is, yeah, you know, I saw this, that. Yeah. This is kind of like, if we're, we're more worried about somebody stealing formula so that somebody doesn't have, so the company isn't making money than we are about feeding babies.
0: You know, like, come on. Yeah. and I mean, it's just, here's, here's what you need to feed your baby. We're going to put it behind lock and key until you give us money. But I mean, things, I things, can't, that makes me so sick to my stomach. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. It's and this is one of the things why, 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 of course, we know this is why breastfeeding, this is why they put um, formula in hospitals, you know, to try to interfere with that bre- breastfeeding relationship getting started in the beginning because they want you reliant on their product because breastfeeding can't be prof- profited off of. Now, there are things around that. If you have to work, you need to buy a pump. If you're having issues, you need to buy a lactation consultant, which should be free and covered by insurance. That's I was
1: going to talk about that, too. Yes. (sighs) The access to lactation support is so minimal that that is also disgusting. Like, it's just so minimal to have access to lactation support. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. And, and, And the other thing that I saw that was chilling was people starting to sell their breast milk. Oh, don't do that. I know. I don't, don't ever sell your breast milk. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. No. It's coming free out of your body. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, so that, that comes to the whole reason why I was interested in doing this episode was because this is, I think, our first call to action. Is it our first? I, I think it's our first, Maybe. our very first call to action. We are calling on you. Please, ha- so people can donate their. If you have breast milk to donate, please donate it to somebody who is in need of formula. Right now, um, on my Facebook page, on the Badass Breastfeeder Facebook page, and the Badass Breastfeeder Instagram. There is a post. It's a it's a while back now because this has been going on for a while. But I think going to the original post is going to be helpful because that is where people are posting their need. Um, it is a white box and all it says is, can you donate your milk? Click on that and look at the comments. People are posting like, I mean, most of the people that are seeing this are breastfeeders who are willing to donate. But there are some people who the more that we keep this thread going, the more that we keep this, you know, this um, post getting, you know, lots of activity, the more that people who are in need are going to see it. And you can take the link and you can share it into your neighborhood groups. You can take the um, link and send it to your family and friends and ask them to share it around. Uh, And there are people who are starting to post in there like, you know, Hey, I live in Washington and I'm in need of breast milk donations. And if you live in Washington, you can go through and look for people who are in your area and connect with that person and give them your milk. Let's help these people through this because we have, you know, there are a lot of people who have extra milk and you're donating it, donating it. A lot of people donate it already, which is great. Mm -hmm. But, Um, I think some people have never really, you know, some people just don't really think about that. They're like, oh, it seems like an extra step. But um, maybe we can take that extra step right now and try to help somebody out. Um, We'll put the links. I'll make sure that the links are in the um, show notes of this episode, too so that you can click on those directly to Instagram and Facebook if you can't find them. But you can find them. If you go right on Instagram, on the Bad Espresso Instagram, it's the white, you know, it's a white box. Can you donate your milk? And on Facebook, you can just click into photos and you'll see it and click through there. And it is really safe.
1: It is. I know people worry, like I, I often will say to somebody who's supplementing with formula, um, are you, you know, what about donor milk? Is that something that you want to do? And sometimes mom will be like, oh, yeah, but their partner will be like, I don't know, you know. The, oh we don't know what's in it we don't know what the, the mom is taking we don't know if she's taking any medicine or what her diet's like it's like you don't know what's in that formula either like we're really really um i feel like we're really naive in just trusting the formula process well when, again
0: formula is so normal and breastfeeding yeah. is not so it's just easier for us to accept it
1: but it's it's a really it's really really okay, it's really safe. Um, you can absolutely do that. Donor milk banks
0: are out there, but that does cost money. Well, that's the, also the thing is that milk banks are running low too. Mm-hmm. And so if you know of a milk bank or can donate to a milk bank, um, you can do that too. And I keep talking about this link. You don't have to have the link. You are already in your city. And I don't know about you, but I have like several groups that are of my neighborhood like Facebook groups and stuff like that. You can just post right in there. Hey, I've got some extra milk. Is there anybody being affected by this formula shortage that would like to have my milk? I can support you a little bit. And um, do it, Do that.
1: The other thing is too, um, I know people have thrown this around and I got a lot of like backlash on one of the things that I read recently on social media that really made me so mad that I actually unfriended the person who posted it but that's a different <laughs> story um <laughs> I was so irritated about so this whole satisfying. thing Just like uh, you're not I, my I've, friend anymore yeah I've unfriended a few people this way usually I just kind of ignore the stuff but like when yeah. stuff is coming up about like yeah like I just can't even anymore um but this was like about uh, relactating And, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. was like, oh, yeah, like that's something that you could just do. Actually, it kind of is. So if you are somebody, especially if you're somebody that is maybe you're doing, you know, you're supplementing with formula, you really struggled to breastfeed, really having a hard time with it. Or maybe you gave up or maybe you know somebody if you're, you know, if you're listening and you know somebody who really had a hard time with breastfeeding and decided, you know, okay, this isn't for me or whatever, or maybe just didn't even start with breastfeeding decided that it wasn't for them and their baby isn't that old, you can you can actually like get some of that milk back. You really can. I mean, it might be a little bit of an effort of pumping and, you know, latching, trying to latch, working with somebody, but that's better than like going through this formula shortage, honestly. Than everyday stressing out about what store you're going to travel to to see if you can find some. Yeah. So if that's a if that's something you know share that with people that's something that you can do. You can you can relaxate. A lot of people have done it. A lot of people I know have done it like it it's something that you can do.
0: You know, I yeah. mean it's that's I mean, an option totally. too. That's that is an option if you're in that position. Mhm. Yeah. Um but yeah, but see, and I know that I know that you are all out there like Doing the work, like you're taking the information that you're getting and you're spreading it to your friends and family and helping people on the internet like I know you are, I see you, and we hear the stories and all of that um i see we see like you know I see the podcast being tagged all over the place, like um they'll tag the badass breastfeeder page and be like the badass breastfeeder has a podcast that you should listen to, she has an episode on this um and you know, so I see you doing it, so now here's something else you can do. If you're able to, I mean, I would. I don't think I would have ever been able to donate any milk because I was always just pumping the bare minimum. Um, But some people pump more, and if you can, this is the time. This is the time to do it, and find somebody in your area.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Find somebody who might need it. You know, that's willing to take it. If they're unsure if it's safe, you can always even give them. You know, my email, and I will. Oh yeah. You know, I will talk to them about it or, you know, podcast at gmail.com that comes to me. Um, I'd be more than happy to, you know, try to make people feel a little bit better about taking milk that's donated to them. Yeah. But um, it can be, yeah, definitely um, step into that role. I've had I've had people say to me, God, I wish I was still, you know, like, because maybe their, know. their baby weaned like a year, you know, six months, a year ago, or whatever. But like, God, I wish I, you know, I would definitely donate if I could. And, you know, I, cause I'll, I mean, ultimately, we're all here for the same purpose, regardless of how you chose to feed your baby. Like, I'm not going to look at a formula, a mom that's formula feeding, and be like, Ugh, this is your problem.
0: You know, like, that's awful. Oh, my God. Who does that? Right. That's well, awful. Some people do that. I guess some
1: people do that. And those are the people that I unfriended. But
0: um,
1: <laughs> well, because they're like, you yeah, know, well, yeah, you know, don't tell me I should have breastfed. And it's just like, why are we like people make choices for different reasons? you know, everybody makes their own choice. There's no reason to not still support each other based on whatever your choice was. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you chose to feed your baby with formula, that is a choice you made for your family. There's nothing wrong with that. If You chose to be a breastfeeding parent. That's a choice you made for your family. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like now if somebody says to you, okay, I, you know, there's this formula shortage and the shortage is huge. Like I didn't realize it's like almost half of the formula that's there it's really it's it's a it's pretty it's pretty bad.
0: It's big. Yeah, it is bad.
1: Yeah. And I think they just didn't. And the other thing I read, too, is that like with the with the shortage from like the hoarding of the formula a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. then they just did not anticipate um, the number of babies that were born.
0: Oh, yeah, because there's all those pandemic babies, too. Remember mm-hmm. when the pandemic started, then everyone was home? And I don't know, for some reason, people weren't like having an existential crisis. They were having sex and having babies. which I, that which, my I don't know mind. how the formula
1: companies didn't re- figure that was going to happen, I- but the hospitals <laughs> yes, knew. The hospitals were these- prepping, man. They were yeah. like, we know there's going to be a boom.
0: <laughs> but,
1: it- yeah, it's, it's and crazy. And apparently
0: breastfeeding rates are going down. Again, I read that too. I did read that too. Yeah. yeah.
1: I tried to skim over that part. (laughs) Which, I mean, that just, that's just sad. And it makes me feel like it's not, I don't feel, I don't think it's necessarily like more people going, oh, screw that breastfeeding. I think it's really lack of support. And maybe I'm foolish to think that, but that's really what I think. I think it's really lack of support. I think it's, you know.
0: Well, I mean, listen, (laughs) we've been in a pandemic now where all of our, Normal ways of getting support were taken away from us. So we've actually had less, you know, we were on a trajectory where breastfeeding rates were going up. And now, and everything got interrupted, support was interrupted. And I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people weren't able to work through those problems. Right. It's the same reasons why, you know, there's a lack of formula, <laughs> it's because, you know, because of all the things that the pandemic interrupted.
1: I mean, I don't, I guess. Good news or not good news um, to kind of end with, but is that the FDA did give um, the Similac group, Abbott, whatever, whoever they are, gave them the go ahead to start making formula again. Mm -hmm. So they said that it'll be probably another month or whatever to uh, six, eight weeks, something like that before that formula hits the shelves. Which I'm kind of like, ew, I don't know that I would trust that. But then at the other side of it it's like, okay, the FDA just went in and swept through that place. So maybe it would be about you know, maybe people would feel comfortable with that yeah. again. Um, but that that should be some relief anyway, is that they are gonna they're they are gonna kick into gear again. Yeah and start making more formula. One of the other things I read too, which I kind of thought was interesting, was that part of this, like you can also kind of blame the FDA in a way because um It took them so long. I know. Let's do it. Let's get on them. (laughs) It took them so long to get to. Oh yeah. Remember,
0: they didn't even respond at first. They didn't.
1: Yeah, they didn't. So it took. Yeah, it took them months. And if you're if you're somebody who didn't really like, we did an episode on that, and I don't know, people were pissed off at us, but um, it did take them a while. It took the FDA a couple of months to get in and be like, oh yeah, we should probably do do something here. Um, and it just. Totally. You know, Shame on yeah. them. No, that's not so wrong. And then I it's, read something else too, that was like, somebody said, like that somebody re- said, and he was just like, this is just my, my thought on it. There's no, I have nothing to back this. This is just my thought on it. That when, you know, people started hoarding their formula and then there was less, they started producing less, right? Because right, how exactly. you just explained, they, they started weren't producing just, less. They weren't selling it. Yeah. They weren't selling it. So then they, what companies do with this, what this person said was what companies do is then they start to cut back on costs because they're trying to save money because now they're not selling as much product mm. and things can get sloppy.
0: Um, and
1: he's like, I don't know if that's why all of a sudden we had this, um, bacteria outbreak, Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That so, could be. I
0: mean, it, it really, it all could be related. Well, so, and, there's, and you have yeah. all of these, and then again because there were these surges in the pandemic, you had people who were not at work, you know, right. places that were just like empty, you know, and like like you saw with like flights being canceled because all the s- pilots and the flight attendants were sick, mm-hmm. and so you have these companies too that are they, their factories are working and the factory workers are sick and they're trying to stumble by. God. Yeah, it's really am- amazing how I how far reaching this is, and it's also. It should be, a, uh, should be a wake-up call, I know it won't be, but it should be a wake-up call to like how maybe we should put a little bit more effort into breastfeeding so that we're not completely reliant on these companies. Yeah, but I know that that's like, like
1: again, we have three companies, yeah, I know. three companies that are covering formula companies that for an entire country, how many millions of babies? And we have three companies that are covering that. 98 percent of the formula three companies are doing.
0: It's a monopoly. That's what they said. They're like, this
1: is a monopoly here. Mm -hmm. And they've got three people and the outside, anybody outside of of our little country is not allowed to help us out with that.
0: Right. They're sitting over there like, oh, we have some. No. We're not taking it. It's
1: your freaking Canadian formula.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) the Canadian formula. Yeah. (laughs) We know that's subpar Canadian formula up there in Canada. Oh, God. I tell (sighs) you. So.
1: I hope this was a little bit helpful. Was it? It really wasn't meant to be us just kind of ranting about the whole issue, but a it little because I didn't be know. That. I mean, I knew some of the basics of why that this was going on, but I didn't know a lot of it. I didn't know about the whole like you know trades with other countries. I didn't, that know, that that I yeah, didn't know that either. I didn't know that either.
0: I know you look deeper into things and then you just get angry. Yeah. <sighs> so and I but didn't really like think tell about you all the, the things
1: we find out. Yeah, I didn't think about the whole like oh yeah people were hoarding it and that's why it's not like right. Oh, Oh, I didn't yeah. think about that either. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Of course, I thought they the, were that's- the you know the um the recall. That's what I thought was the biggest part of it. I was like, well, it was, mm-hmm. you know, so much of it was recalled. They shut down that plant. So mm-hmm. I thought that's what it was. But it was like a perfect storm
0: of other things yeah, too. Exactly, so. perfect storm. Yeah. And please, so now it's the end of the episode. Please head out and try to find somebody who you can donate to if you are able to. If you're not able to, don't you know. Don't freak out or anything, but if you are able to try to find somebody who is affected by this and, um, see if you can help.
1: Yeah. And if you, the other things that you can do too, um, if you can't do that is, you know, kind of keep an eye on if you find formula somewhere, if you know somebody who needs it, if you find some, be like, Hey, I was in target today and this is what they had. Like I'm seeing a lot of that stuff go on around too, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, can be helpful. Um, I have found that when I try to order things, I don't know. I ordered something. I think it was like a phone case, actually, from Target, and they said they had it. And then they emailed me back, like you know, and I was going to go pick it up because you know you can order and pick up now. That's a fun thing to do. But um, <laughs> I, I, they emailed me back, and they were like, "Sorry, just kidding. We don't really have it." You know. So it's like if it's oh. if if you see it online, it might not actually be in the store. So really be cautious about that. But if somebody is actually in the store and they say, "Look at," take a
0: picture this is what i am here this right is now exactly this is what we what, have yeah. this is what happens in our neighborhood group somebody will be at the store they'll take a picture and they'll post it in the group and they'll be like hey listen there's formula over here i saw it was happening a lot with like sanitizer they're like oh, there's yeah, hand sanitizer yeah. over here at target on sheridan um so yeah that's something you can do too yeah so you know just kind of think about
1: think about the other parents that are really struggling so yeah and just be a helper router.
0: But that's it. Helper router. I like yeah. that. <laughs> be a helper router. That should be, be a T-shirt helper. too. Oh, and if you have ideas for like things that should go on our shirts, let us know because it's really easy to put them on there. And I really like be a helper router. Yeah, that's. Um, I might have to make that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 but yeah,
0: look at the look at the new one we have, and then you'll you'll understand what we're looking for. So yeah, right. Yeah or in things that we say I don't know I was trying to think about things that you and I say a lot and I can't except like fuck capitalism or something which is <laughs> I, but if you all could think of something we would love to hear it because we can make stuff out of it and wear yeah. it around and it'll be fun anyway, yeah it's always fun and that's right. it thanks for Have- listening bye bye